so my family, uh, we, we had our own sense of humor, and um, it's okay if you laugh. So I brought this. This is a, my personal um, teen, keen teen pencil case, and in it is my dad. <laughs> so this is him, and uh, he actually came with a stand that looks like this. It, the, the Provincetown Business Guild logo is on the bottom. I'm not sure why, but um, anyway, so this is, this is my dad. What he's wearing is significant to the story, and I'm here to tell you about my father's death clothes. And I'm, I have a feeling there's some, some other name for whatever funerary garb. I'm not sure, but that's the story. So I'll get to his outfit which you may notice is a pilgrim um, costume. Okay, so, uh, so let's see. I have to tell you a bit about my origin story. I, um, my parents were from the Bronx and Queens, and my mother was what we, we called the, po the poor relative of some very wealthy uh, relatives who owned the largest Jewish funeral home in New York City, the Riverside Chapel. Anybody been there? Okay. So, but she was the poor relative, and that, it, we still got a discount, a family discount. Um, but we were, the, the, the people who owned the funeral chapel, the Riverside, which is really large and um, very imp important in New York, uh, were always kind of fascinating relatives of ours. And as my mother used to say, my first uh, furniture or chairs were shiva stools, which, she, which were made out of wood. Now they give you this weird wood-printed cardboard. But um, so it was made out of wood. She painted them white and pink and put Disney decoupage stickers on them, like Tinkerbell, and, and you know, that was kind of, that tells you a lot about my mom. She always kind of, she was crafty and creative and always made things much more interesting than they, they were intended. So um, they lived in New York, and eventually they moved out to New Jersey, and they, my dad was a food broker, and uh, he had been invited to join the family business, and he was like, no way. I, I refuse to work in a funeral home. I, I will be a food broker, which was the other side of the family's business. And he had this incredible, um, impeccable style. So we, we always said he was a meticulous dresser. That was the word, meticulous which really meant that he had his own comb and no one was allowed to use his comb. And if he lost his comb, he went a little nuts. So we had many combs staged in places. He wore three-piece suits and he always had suits made for him, which was you know, much more common uh, even in the 60s and the 70s. And he wore three-piece suits with a, his, his father's gold watch pin thing and um, a tie clip and and they were really beautiful suits and he kind of had a tie fetish so he probably had about 400 ties um, when he passed away and they were uh, like Emilio Pucci and you know labels that 
got me very excited because they were from the 60s and the 70s and they were designer things and they were paisley and reptiles and I think he had like a hundred red reptiles. So anyway, um, so he was a meticulous dresser and uh, they had a nice life and he was kind of known for being stylish and he was also known to be a volunteer. So he volunteered in Bedminster, New Jersey to bring the charter of the town. It was a very, um, you know, one of the more original towns in New Jersey out from, it had been found somewhere and he was going to bring it out to the town and the town got really excited. It was an anniversary year and they had a battle reenactment and a pig roast, which is weird. And um, the New Jersey Symphony Orchestra came and did the battle hymn of the Republic and they, the township committee man, he was a township committee man uh, and there were women too, but they were all called men. And they dressed up as pilgrims, which makes no sense. And um, so my mother was in charge of the, the costuming and because she was the creative one. And uh, she sent for these, uh, she sent, she called a bunch of people like in, I don't know, Princeton and said, can you send us your battle reenactment like, um, you know, a costume line and they came and it was like muslin, which was offensive to my mother in every way. And she said to my father, if other people want to wear that, that's fine, but we're not wearing that. We're, I'm going to get us something else. So my father is wearing <laughs> probably like a, a, a flouncy, a new romantics uh, white blouse <laughs> with a pair of velvet, I think, pajama bottoms that she actually had a tailor kind of uh, scallop at the bottom and with a gold button and uh, his socks, his regular socks and a really expensive pair of black slippers and she sewed this giant buckle on him and that's what he wore and she wore like this like bustier thing that had you know crisscross ribbons and a cinched waist and a black velvet skirt and she was like a sexy pilgrim <laughs> and they they went to the event and it was wonderful and my my dad actually sold tickets to the event in the supermarket parking lot for like a week and, um, but this is the sad part. He unexpectedly got very ill and he passed away. And everyone in the town, I mean, they loved him because he was a good township committee man and a good volunteer, but they also really, I think, felt that this event had killed him. So we had a lot of people come and say like, you know, I should have volunteered. I really should have helped your dad. I'm so sorry. And we were like, no, you know, it's a, I mean, he had a heart issue. It's like, it's not, it wasn't the event, but you should volunteer, like, tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, so he was immortalized in the paper. I mean, and it, he was a township committee man. He did a lot of things. So he was immortalized in a lot of New Jersey papers, the Star Ledger, the Bedminster Times. There were a bunch of other ones like this, in, in his pilgrim outfit, 
when really he was a three-piece suit guy with like a watch and a chain. Okay, so, oh no. So anyway, uh, fast forward, we go to the funeral home and we walk down and uh, it's closed casket, but he's there and my mother has to identify the body. And my father never wore a tie that was like given to him at a restaurant. We had to leave because he just wouldn't do it. And the funeral, he wouldn't. He wouldn't wear the house tie. He would say it would make him feel so uncomfortable, like he couldn't eat. So we left. And um, so the funeral director says to my mother, Mrs. Lapidus, is this your husband? And we're kind of behind her, and she went first. And, and she said, um, she said, yes, that is my husband, but that is not his tie. And we, we were like, oh no, you know, what, what is this? Because is it could have gotten bad. And it turned out that even though we got the family discount, they fucked it all up. <laughs> and he's wearing his beautiful suit, but he's wearing the house tie, the funeral home house tie. Yes, it's true. And we stood there for a minute, and we were, we were, I could see my mother was like gonna kill the funeral director, and we were like, it's okay, whatever, whatever. And uh, anyway, we decided at that point that like, you know, you, he could get into heaven like in the house tie, and everything would be fine because things like ties and suits and pilgrim costumes just don't matter, uh, you know, in the afterlife. And I will tell you, though, that when we got home, the tie was in his closet. And that is 100% true, even though the three of us delivered two of the same red reptiles. I don't know why they needed two, but uh, neither one were, were left, uh, were there. So it's a mystery, and it's a wonderful story. I just have to say one more thing. So like a year, a couple of years later, we bring my dad wherever we go, and when we travel, and we were staying in Provincetown. I think we were at the Surfside Inn, and we had a particularly pilgrimy nautical room. And a friend came to visit, and he said, "Does does ever?" He said, "That's so cool. Does every room get like a tiny pilgrim?" <laughs> so, just a thought. <laughs> I think it would be a really good concept. And that's it. Thank you.